Peace. This is the Ask Your Old Head podcast with Justice Rod G. I have my guest, Ralph Evans, with me. Peace, Ralph. Peace. Peace. Glad to be here. All right. Um, we just get started. So can you share uh, just somebody or someone um, that you want to give some love or some reverence to before we get into the interview? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 uh, that's a big question. Um, and uh, I... I Obviously, go back uh, and and just give give props to my family, to my uh, my wife and my son and my daughter, and and all the siblings that uh, that are in my life. Um, so yeah, those people are important. Continue to be important. Have been. Continue to be important to me. All right. Awesome. Thank you. So, oh, and my granddaughter. And your, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, two oh. year, two year old uh, Parker Bailey Jackman, Ooh. better known as PBJ. <laughs> I love that. So, first question: uh, Can you share just um, your value or principle standard, something that you try to do um, to make a part of how you move through yeah. the world? Yeah. Um, to me. Um, the important statement that I live by is make your intentions your achievements. Um, and I coined that phrase about eight, nine years ago when I got into my consulting business, which was executive coaching. And I was going through a one-year program at a, at a, at a university in, in California and I'm sitting there and I'm saying to myself, how many times have I heard someone say, if I could have, mm-hmm. <laughs> or what I really want to do is, and, and all it was was just a statement. There was never any follow-up. There was never any action to realize that, that um, wish or that dream. So um, I said, well, why don't we just make our intentions our achievements? If you if you, if you live by that, not only will you have that dream, but hopefully you'll find a way to make it come together. Mm. So that's that drives me. Um, and I didn't realize how much it drove me until I said the words. Mm. Um, but that's that's the point. That's the message that I live by. Uh, make your intentions your achievements. Um, so could you for the for the listeners because I like to reflect back whenever I talk. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give a, a, an idea so people have clearly like what what an an intention is like or in your in your view what an intention is? Could you oh, share? sure, sure. Uh, well, let's let's go. I mean, there's so many so many different areas that it can apply. Um, let's just look at education. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you know the person that's out there now and that might be listening who is a junior or a senior in 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 high school uh or you know in their third or fourth year of college uh and you know their intention at either one of those points is to is to not only get an education mm-hmm. but to make that education um do some things for them that heretofore they have not been able to do. Okay. Um, the education is there. I mean, you, you, let's say you get that. You, 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 know, you get your diploma, you get your degree, you, you have it. Uh, 
Um, and that dream, hopefully, that you had that drove you to that point is still still alive and still active. The next thing is to make it work. Make it uh, do what you hoped it would do. And that doesn't happen on its own. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen with someone coming over you and just sprinkling a little dust and say, okay, you got it now, everything's going to be great. You have to make, you have to take the uh, the steps to realize um, and bring to fruition all of that work that you've done. So, you know, when you're going through high school or college, uh, and I'll use college as, as the point of, of the conversation here, um, you have some sense of where you want to go career-wise, what profession you want to go into, um, and uh, you just have to start working towards making that happen. Um, in my career, you know, as you know, I was my whole career was in human resources. I was involved in human resources for 39-plus years, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I, I loved every bit of it. But, but when I, after about three years into that profession, I realized that my goal was to be um, a vice president of human resources somewhere. Uh, and everything I did um, was targeted to become that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't blurt that out, and I didn't make that a point to everybody that I came in contact with. But when I looked at the landscape of, of things that you can do in that profession uh, and the expertise that you need to have to, to get to that point that I wanted to get to, then I said, okay, this is where I need to do. So my intention was to do that, um, and the achievement was reached. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was reached at, at a pace that I was pleased with. Um, uh, and along the way, you know, not only the learning of, you know, the ins and outs of, of working in that, in that profession, but also the relationships that, that you form uh, as you go through that help to inform you as to what you need to do differently, mm-hmm. what, you need to do to, what you need to continue to do uh, in order to achieve your goal. So, you know, that, that statement is really a, it's really a, a goal-oriented statement. Um, it's the aspirational piece of it because it's not as specific as goal setting, but it is aspirational in the sense that you want to achieve. And what drives that achievement is your intention to do something that, you know, that, that gets you there. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to reflect back something else I heard in there because I think the, um, we can sometimes, I think, in life be um, un, not being completely honest with ourselves about sort of like the difference between an intention and an, achieve, an, an achievement. Like we may be thinking like I want to earn a certain amount of money um, and we may cloak that in like, oh, I just want to do, I want to, I just want to be uh, in service and this and these other things over here, which, which if, if you really try to make a lot of money, not saying that I want you to do it in a disreputable way, right. but it just right. means what you're talking about over here is you're not really telling the truth. Like you like, cause you know, that gets reflected on something here where like there's certain roles and jobs that, you know, if you're in community service, 
you're probably not going to make a whole lot of money unless you're doing something, you know, you're doing it, you know, to kind of maybe position yourself yep. for something that would be, you know, I would say a little disreputable, wouldn't be a yep. cool person to be. Um, and or, you know, maybe transposing that with, um, you know, being in a, okay, I'm going to go into a corporate space and I'm yep. going to, you know, I'm trying to move up the ladder. Right. And, and, but not saying being honest, like, no, my intention is to be operating on that vice president level or that, you know, th- director level. Right. But in your conversation, you're like, oh, I'm just trying to be a humble da da da. And I'm just trying to do a good job. And it's like, you're, I don't know if that's true. You know what I mean? Um, can you share, or have you ever experienced, especially in your HR experience, where someone, you know, maybe is operating that way? Like, what is some of the kind of the mayhem that can kind of create? So let me see if I can, can kind of put that in my in my words is where they're they're saying they're saying one thing but in reality they're acting in a different way yeah like they okay so their their real interest is let's say for the sake of this conversation is earning a lot of money yeah gotcha. but over here they're talking about uh, community building yeah, and yeah. team energy and all this other stuff that is good stuff if you really mean it. Right. But really, directly, they're like, I want to have a lot of power and money. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, yeah, I mean, it's um, the the dilemma, I think, that you, that you face with that is power and money are out of your control, I think, to an extent. Um, another philosophy that I... <laughs> that I'd lived by, but was uh, brought there by uh, my first my first boss. Who, um, when I went to him after a couple of months of working, and I said, "I think I need a raise," <laughs> and um, he said, "Young man, come here. Sit down. Shut the door. Sit down." <laughs> I went in, and what he what he impressed upon me was the value of doing the work. Um, And he said, if you do the work, the money will be there. Now, as a 20, how old was I then? 24 year old. Hmm. um, I kind of like, and this was a white dude that was telling me this. I said to myself, Hmm. Okay. This is in 1971, so you can imagine, you know, what was going on in, in the world around that yes, time. Sir. But, but he said it in a way, and he demonstrated other things in a way that that led me to believe that okay, I, I'm going to see what that means. Um. So rather than focus on the money, which is important, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna fool you. Now. <laughs> yeah, I gotta. But instead of focusing on that, I focused on doing the work mm-hmm. um, because I could control the work. I can control doing the work. Mm-hmm. I could control, you know, how much I would do, how much I wouldn't do, how much I would try to get by on, how much I would take, you know, real intense, make a real intense effort of, of completing. But I realized that the money and and the positional power was really out of my control. And it brought me to another realization that, you know, let me deal with what's in my control. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, 
trying to trying to satisfy everybody else mm-hmm. um, can 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 run you down a path that can be pretty destructive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's when I say intentions, it's it's, and that's why I say it's aspirational. Aspirational, in the sense of, in my in my own head and and um, feeling of self-worth and, and so forth, where do I want to be? Uh, and, you know, never lose it. Never lose it. I mean, this, the, the, you know, it applies to golf. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my uh, intention is to be not a scratch golfer. I'm not going to be that crazy, but to be, a, you know, a low handicapper. I'm kind of mid-handicapper now. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do I have to do to do to get there? Well, I got to play. I got to practice. I got to do a lot of things um, because there is a there is a scoring mechanism. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a there's a way you can keep score. Yeah, and that's the other thing that I think is really important is is to, um, to identify those things where those intentions and and potential achievements where you can keep score um, mm-hmm. because your inability to keep score just has you gone from pillar to post mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can you, you can you can score yourself others can if they choose to can can get a sense of how you're progressing uh, or not but um, and and the other thing that statement assumes and and when I when I thought about it I said well what about the person whose intentions are not the most noble mm-hmm. Do I want those to become achievements? Well, not necessarily. No, I don't. But to try to parse that and try to, any, I mean, it, I got to think about, I got. I think that people generally, given the chance to do right, most people will. Mm-hmm. That's a philosophical underpinning of mine, is, is given the chance to do right, most people will do the right thing. So... Let me just hang on to that and let this other intentions achievement statement be sort of Im- embedded in, in that philosophy mm. because trying to identify the person who's out for no good, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. you never, I mean, as a, well, <laughs> I think maybe the, the, the other side of that, of that, um, of that coin is that uh, there's people who in most circumstances have been very, very good. And then they can have that moment when something appears and like, I could take this. No one's going to notice me taking this off mm-hmm. the table, mm-hmm. you know, and everything else they've been like right. pretty square and up and up. And then they, you know, they put the hand in the cookie jar to one day and, right. you know, and then it is what it is. And it, it, it's not a, so that 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 opportunity and then that space is, is for one to make a make a choice that's different. You yeah. know, it's there. And and I would say, Justice, all of us have found ourselves in that situation that you just described, mm-hmm. to, in some degree or another, one degree or another. We found ourselves in that situation, um, and the fact that you take that step and make that uh, that move to do something that's not in consistent it's not consistent with with your values and and can even be viewed as being 
you know, illegal, immoral. Mm-hmm. The fact that you've done that, I don't think should place a person, you know, should just cause them to be jettisoned to the side. Yeah. But I think what has to happen is that that person, hopefully that person has enough moral compass in them that the reflection of that action and um, the reward of that action, they sort of kind of think about what I did, why I did it, what I got, what's in front of me. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we're all growing. I mean, we're all all growing. We're all learning. Uh, It's the person who does that time and time and time again that is really... um, uh, the problem. Yeah. But I think, I think part of growth is making mistakes Yeah, and learning from those mistakes. Mm. Uh, so relationships, um, mm. broadly defined, uh, what's something that you understand now or practice now about relationships that, um, at other points in your life, maybe you did differently or saw differently? Uh, let's see. Well, the, when you say the word relationship, the first, the first word that, jumps in my head is respect. Um, I've always had a high level of respect for individuals, always. Um, and um, when I think about my own, you know, personal relationships, being, you know, with, with family, mm-hmm. immediate family and, and my wife and my kids and my brothers and sisters and parents, um, there was a moment, uh, and I'm smiling because um, uh, my mother, I think I was maybe 16 years old, mm-hmm. and this is this is where the difference, do something differently comes in. Um, there was a there was a young lady who really liked me, but I didn't really like her. I mean, it just it, I just didn't like her. And one day she came to the house with a present for me. It was a bottle of cologne and knocked on the door and uh, gave me the gift and I took the gift. Um, and apparently I, I wasn't as as thankful or respectful as my mother thought I should have been. And when the, when the, when the, the girl left, my mom sat me down. I'll never forget that she said, I know you, I know, you know, you don't, looks like you don't like her. I said, but she said, but she took the time to go out and buy that for you. She took the time to bring it to you. And don't ever, don't ever let me see you not respect that kind of action again. Now, and it was it was that kind of a conversation. It wasn't, you know, she wasn't yelling at me or anything. And mm-hmm. and uh, and I wasn't overly disrespectful. I just didn't give the girl the, the, the respect that a, my mom thought a 15, 16-year-old teenage boy should do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that taught me something. That taught me, um, even though you may not, you know, have a real affection to, towards another person, um, the fact that they take the time and the energy to show you their respect, then that's what you need to do. Mm. Um, 
to this day, the thing, the one thing that, and, and I think people who know me well will, will, will attest to this, that the one thing that turns me off immediately is, is a demonstration of disrespect by anyone to anyone. Mm. Um, I just, I just have no, I have no tolerance for it. So respect is, um, is the one that, uh, I think is important in relationships. Mm. Mm. Right. That's heavy. So, um, this is a reflection back on that. The, uh, are there any particular, you know, vehicles of, of like, like how to, to show respect that you would want to make, like kind of maybe highlight mm. or just like, like pull out, like say like, you know, this is a, this is a something that I would see like as an artifact, like showing you know respect for someone, or you know. This is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I um, first of all, I think it's 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 active listening. I mean, that's you know, that's a term, that, but listening to someone and and engaging with that person as they talk, as they um, you know communicate with you. Um, and and some people don't communicate as easily as others. Some some want to, they just don't know how to. Uh, and I, and this is, and I think as uh, what you got to do is kind of not make it about. If you make it about you, then you can't you can't really um, get a sense of the other person's uh, needs. So um, I try not to think about what am I going to say next I try to think about what are they what are they trying to tell me what are they trying to communicate and if they're having some difficulty try to find a way to make that a little less of a challenge for them to 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 communicate with with me and hopefully you know that'll be um they'll they'll be able to take whatever that uh, experience was uh, and uh, using it in another uh, another uh, encounter mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I, you know artifact is is really just hmm, kind of just seeing having a sense of the other person's energy lack thereof mm-hmm. um, you know comfort level lack thereof I yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of that like like that. Yeah, I yeah. feel. All right, um, so I'm gonna circle yep. back to that after after this one. So, what's something that's just, um, or what is, or what is, or something that is really important to you uh, right now? What's important to me right now is my granddaughter. Um, and we waited a long time to have a grandchild. Um, I'll be 72 next month. And, and so, uh, she's just two years old, um, uh, and our only grandchild. Mm-hmm. Um, and m- what I want to do is to spend as much time with her as I can, which is not easy because she lives in Maryland and we live here. Mm-hmm. Um, but because my daughter comes here every 
couple, three, maybe three to four months. So we, you know, we, we get to see her more frequently maybe than, un, than uh, otherwise. But trying to con- convey to her the wisdom that, that I have and, and that my wife and I have uh, so that as she grows up, um, she's got that. You know, I'm not looking. I'm not looking for anything other than the opportunity to share all of what I've gone through um, by challenging her, by rewarding her, by you know, you know, embracing her, by doing all those things that um, that I know is important to to a, to a developing and, and growing child. Um, that's important too. That's very important to to me right now. Um, uh, the other important thing is just living a very simplified life. If you look at my LinkedIn page, <laughs> it says simplified life, <laughs> and that's that's all I'm trying to do. Is yeah. is uh, you know I spent uh, many many years um, uh, dealing with that corporate culture and and uh, and feel as though I did did fairly well but you know that 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 takes something takes something out of you mm-hmm. it really does um you never you know the thing is you can't lose your sense of self and that's I think that's the thing that you know that allowed me to to make it through all those years by uh, uh not do some crazy stuff or make some stupid mis- decisions <laughs> but um trying to simplify things mm-hmm. um and, you know, let the next 25, 30 years, 30 would be great, uh, but ne- those those years uh, be as stress-free as possible, mm-hmm. as challenging as possible, because I can't, I, I can't just sit around, mm-hmm. but uh, um, just simplify things. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, shit is. Um, with... Uh, is there anything now? Now being in the role, because I, I as a as a parent and the parent of uh, a soon to be senior in high school, you know, it, it then takes me back to like me being on the other side of the line, like with my mom and mm-hmm. you know what was happening. And so I imagine you know being in the in the grandparent space now. Is there anything that has popped up for you that maybe took you? you know, I mean, not just back to, to moms, but popped like back to grandparents that maybe. You're like I'm, I'm, you know, reflecting, or I'm, I'm, I'm doing something that I remember, you know, in this way, or has anything popped up for you so far in that experience? Um, not as a grandparent. I think I think Parker's a little too young okay. for yeah. us to, to to have that kind of two way communication just yet. Um, just yet. Um, um, but as a parent, I mean, because uh, you know our son's forty. 48, our daughter's 45, 44. Um, as a parent, as and as they were growing up, um, did I see some, did, did I do some things that I reflect back on and say, that's, that's what my parents did? Um, yeah. Um, I think with my son, um, he and I, when he was a, when he was a teenager, um, my dad was an outdoors guy. He was a hunter and fisher, but did more hunting. Um, 
than anything else. And that was one of the things that, that Ralph Jr., Ralph and I did um, as a father-son um, when he was 12, 12, 13 years old. Um, we learned how, he learned how to respect firearms and hunting as I learned from my father um, but he learned that with me mm-hmm. uh, and to this day he still does that yeah. he's a he's a he's, he's, he's a um, I think with my daughter um, and both of them I always challenged each other challenged them I, ne- I never allowed no to be an acceptable answer mm-hmm. um, but I always just kind of challenged them, you know, academically, uh, socially, just to make sure that they were thinking through the things. And and, uh, and that was more of my, my mother's um, uh, position and point of view. As, as my older brothers and sisters, I basically had older brothers and sisters who could be parents. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I reflect back on that sometimes mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, I think um, it's a. I find myself uh, as a parent, um, you know, seeing behaviors that are, you know, they may be slightly updated or whatever or, or adjusted to my times, but there's certain things that are um, common to what I, you know, what I was raised with, you know, um, and you know, sometimes that's fussing with people you know you know and sometimes that's um also you know I, I was i was at least i felt as though i was given um a lot of freedom mm-hmm. to like kind of figure certain things out for myself as a kid or to be you know however i, however I was um and uh so i i cognitively with my kids like i, I want to try to give them the freedom to, but then sometimes i'm like i mean but i don't want them to be <laughs> Don't be too free over there. <laughs> you know, don't get don't get too free with it. I mean, like be free, but you right, know, right. it's a very interesting kind of feeling and space to be in. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, you know, I think. Uh, I mean, I um, being the being the seventh of nine children um, and the youngest boy, so you know, I I uh, uh, I had um, a lot of. Uh, guidepost <laughs> in my life that uh, you know brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and so forth um, but yeah I mean parents were they weren't rest- they weren't strict um, but they mattered they they took you know, interest in what I was doing but they they weren't really you know strict in the sense of you can't go here you can't go there you know they kind of left that up to to me to figure out and apparently they knew they were p- providing the the foundation where you know that decision making um, would be made in the right way and and they did I mean nine children and they all of us uh, are done well so right. yeah very good very good um, so I'm going to pivot yep. us in another direction um, I know that you are a music person, mm-hmm. you enjoy music, and you take Love it. Um, and I think it was a wind, the wind instrument of some sort. Uh, flute. Flute. All yes. Right. All yes. right. 
So I didn't prep you for this question, <laughs> but but it was on my mind. So in terms of flute uh, players or performers, is there is there any one or any ones multiple if there's a case that you either like aspire to 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 play you know i don't know mm-hmm. maybe maybe i aspire to play like but at least you look to them sort of like motivation or energy around yeah. like or you would say like if you really like the flute you should listen yeah this. where where give me give me who who where would we start at if that was what you would well like. i mean the pure flautists uh, out there are um um herbie man mm-hmm. uh and hubert laws those are mm-hmm. two two musicians that i can recall listening to uh, as I was, you know, growing up, and and listen to them today. Uh, I was just listening to Hubert Laws the other day, um, and say, hmm, that's. I think the song was All Soul. Uh, I said, hmm, I can let me pick up and see if I can at least <laughs> finger it. Can maybe. I can I get there? Can I get there? Can I, get there? Uh, I don't have that that dexterity yet, but uh, but those are those were. Um, uh, Two that I, that come to mind. Dorothy Ashby, I think, was another one mm. who comes to mind. Um, and you know, there's um, Najee. Uh, Najee, you know, plays the soprano, but he also plays the flute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah the flute was uh, the first music, first instrument that I learned when I was thirteen, mm. um, and I didn't stay with it long. I only stayed with it for a year, and then I moved on to baritone sax, alto sax, and then tenor sax. Um, and it wasn't until maybe 10, 12 years ago that I said, you know, a flute is a lot easier to carry around than, <laughs> <laughs> than, than those, mu- those instruments. So. Well, there's definitely something to be said for the uh, the execution of the plan if the if the instrument isn't it's cumbersome, yeah, challenging that yeah. it might make it raise the odds. That yeah, that I mean, I was I was traveling a lot, you know, for work, and I said, you know, I could buy this and put it under my arm, and you know, if I want to do something with it, I can. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, and that was fits and starts and trying to get back into it. But lately, I've I've been spending a lot of time. Um, it's kind of golf and music. Those are the two things that that sort of as a as a side. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of keep me keep me busy. Yeah. yeah, keep me occupied. I don't say busy, but keep me occupied. Yeah, well, I you know I still um, as I like to say I aspire to play my bass guitar more. I'm working on it in some weeks. Like some, I get yeah, you know sometimes I get more than two practices, and then sometimes I don't get it to practice for a couple months. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's still. Fun, you know, when I when I do get to sit down yeah. and you get that, you know, like when you're practicing an instrument, and you get that moment where you're like, okay, I'm really like, I'm really focused. You know what I mean? It's a really good feeling. I guess I think they call it the flow or whatever. You know? Yeah. And then you start kind of, you know, and you feel like you make some progress. It's a beautiful feeling. Well, I'm, you know, one of the, and this again goes back to my opening statement: make your intentions your achievements. But um, this year, I'm going to do something that is really kind of uh, interesting, and, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm going to go to a jazz camp uh, at the University of Illinois, University of Louisville oh, cool. uh, in July. It's a one week one week camp, um, and as a friend, there's a I've got a good friend who plays alto sax, kind of on the side. He's you know he's retired and 
and he's been to this particular jazz camp, um, and he suggested that I go. He says, and if you go, I'll sign up, and I'll go with you. <laughs> okay. So um, that's going to happen in, uh, in July, and yeah, I'm just going for the experience, man. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, they don't require any level of expertise. You know, I'm, I mean, I, I know music. I can read music, you know, fingering because of the fingers aren't as dexterous as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, but that's, uh, that's something that I'm really excited about. That's how I'm yeah. having a good time. And, uh, I should go to, a, I should go to a camp. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I got. I got to do all type of stuff right there you now. Go. I got a lot of that stuff. I got to do. I got to take kids to places. <laughs> but I understand. I think it would be. Um, you know, I, I would say. I think just to reflect to a piece of that, and some I think you shared with me before, just talking about um, maintaining relationships with like so many friends and oh, yeah. people that you come up with. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. last month was in. Um, I mean, last month being March. This probably when this will be released. It won't be April. Um, you know, but I was in Chicago um, for my birthday with some of my friends. And, you know, every year that we, as we get older, making sure we make time to, like, be in the same place at the same time with each other. Like, every one of them gets, like, a little bit more precious <laughs> to yep. me. Yep. Um, but also, you know, part of that was my intention of making sure we are are thinking about, like, how our interests and our, you know, where we're going you know, they can diverge, and so we have to, like, make sure we do something together, you know? Right. So, like, you know, I think it's, it's a real dope testament to, like, go and do go do the jazz with a friend, and y'all, yep. you know, you know, and y'all going to share that moment. That's uh, good stuff. I don't know. I got another friend that does, we uh, you make more music. Um, I'm sure he would like us all to make more music, but I don't know. I, don't know. I, I like, I, I would like to play my bass more. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how committed I am to the rest of the, of the yeah. music playing, and you know, and, to, and the time, and that's that's the beauty of doing it on your terms. The time will come when it all falls into place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and like even even now, I, uh, there'll be days where I won't do anything, and why? Because I'm just I'm I just don't have that that spark to do it, mm-hmm. um, and it, all it takes is maybe. One thing, uh, uh, my wife might say, hmm, haven't heard you practice lately. And that'll say, oh, man, I've got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, that's, that's, that's the, that's the uh, thing that makes it happen again. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Mm. But no, music is, music, is, uh, music is very, very important in my life. Listening um, and playing it, uh, yeah. all of that. Awesome. Um, we're getting close to the time. I don't want to hold you forever. Um, so you brought up Uber Laws, and I'm a Uber Laws fan. I got some. Uh-huh. I got some. I don't remember all the records by name. Mm-hmm. But I remember some by what's on the cover because I got some in vinyl and I got some other place. Um, could you give me maybe three Uber Laws? Either it could be the individual song, or it could be a record. Let's go with the individual song that maybe you would suggest. Well, I, check out. Yeah, if I, you can. The only one I can think of is, is like I said, All Soul. Um, all Soul. Uh, yeah, all, yeah, all Soul. Um, and um, other ones I can. I mean, I, my brain don't. Yeah. My brain don't work that way. <laughs> I should have gave you a, some a, a cheat sheet so you knew this was coming. Now I can pull out my phone and, and like, dig them up. up. Yeah. But, yes, uh, but uh, no, I. 
Um, I can remember the tune and the da da, and you know, and, but I sometimes I can't remember the song, the name. So, well, I want to thank you, you know, for coming on and sharing with us, and you know, since you've been here today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Maybe we want yeah, to delve into another topic or maybe have you on with another person we can, you know, process a, something, an issue or something of that nature or something that where I know your expertise would be yeah. uh, poignant. I appreciate you, though. Well, appreciate it. Appreciate it. The time to, to, to talk and share and um, wish you the best, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, anything for the good of the order before I let you go? Uh, no, 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 I, you know, tigers, tigers tied for first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was about to say, I was checking, I was going to ask you, you got that, I thank you for bringing that back up, because I saw that he was in the, I think he's tied for first, in right? the, he was, uh, you know, yeah, he's, uh, he's playing well, he's, uh, his putting let him down a little bit yesterday, and, and some, a few times today, but. I think he shot a 67. Yeah, wow. Um, so, he's even 11 under, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Like it is here that right now, I guess, I don't know if it's the end of the day now, but yeah, two shots off the lead. So. Yeah. And maybe coming, that there may have been some guys coming in. Coming in later. Yeah. But, but that, uh, means, that means tomorrow, he's yeah, putting he's, them under pressure. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Which is that's his thing. So yeah. I'm, I hope I'd like to see him crack right. through. That would be nice. Yeah. Well, all right, brother. I appreciate you, Ralph. Thank you. Thank you. And man. Um, this has been the Ask Your Old Head podcast with Justice Raji. Peace. <laughs>